Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It was a big morning. It, it was a big morning. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to watch him. I watched it live on television because you know I have to do my Vladimir Zelensky welfare check every few hours just sure to make sure okay. he's yeah. okay. Uh, he's still in power. He's still a leader. He's still inspiring. And thank God we got to see him, you know, today, obviously on video. Uh, loved that he was just wearing the T-shirt, being the Growing guy, the just being that guy yeah. who's in the trenches, who is inspiring. And um, I thought he did an incredible job. He could have fled three weeks ago. He could have. I think the United States offered to whisk him out, we did. whisk him to safety. But he's like, no. I don't need a ride. Nope. I need ammunition. That's right. That that stuck with me. A lot of stuff that he said today stuck with me. The video, hard to watch before and after. Three weeks ago, Ukraine was enjoying prosperity and freedom. P- people going about their lives. Kids going to school. People mm-hmm. going to work. Mm-hmm. Just like us. And now it's it's bodies and shelling and artillery and and brutality. Brutality. Families are being gunned down in the streets. Over 2 million refugees to different countries, uh, husbands that have stayed behind. No one's – the men aren't allowed to leave. They have to take up arms. People who have never held a gun have to defend their country. It's a tragic situation there. Thousands, though, Jor, are pouring back into Ukraine to fight for Ukraine. Most of them are Ukrainians. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Many of them are from countries all around the world that want to fight for freedom and want to help Ukraine regain their independence That's against beautiful. long odds. It It is, it's amazing. So here, can I share some yes, of the please. stuff that Zelensky said? Um, he said, we need you right now. Remember Pearl Harbor. Remember September 11th. Our country experiences the same every day, right now. Every night now, Russia has turned the Ukrainian sky into a source of death for thousands of people. He went on to say, I have a dream. These words are known to each of you today. I can say I have a need. I need to protect our sky. I need your decision, your help, which means exactly the same. The same you feel when you hear, I have a dream. It is true in the darkest time for our country, for the whole of Europe, I call to you, to do more, meaning America. Mm-hmm. New packages of sanctions are necessary every week until the Russian military machine stops. And then he closed by saying, I'm nearly 45, but today my age stopped when the hearts of a hundred children stopped. I see no sense in life if it cannot stop death. 
I am addressing President Biden. You are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Making, making the argument for the no-fly zone, and I know there's, there's increasing pressure to try to protect the western part of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are pushing back, saying that could inadvertently lead to a full-blown, full-frontal war between NATO and the Russian Federation. I get that, but don't you think we're fooling ourselves if we think that Putin is just going to take over Ukraine and then be done? I'm not sure he has the uh, the men or the ammunition or the food. What we're finding out is that paper uh, uh, Russia is something of a paper tiger. I mean, they're just the reality of what Russia says and what Russia does, the capability they have on the ground. Who would have thought, what, 18, 19 days later? Mm-hmm. Ukraine may just get the upper hand in this fight. Some people are saying that Russia has maybe 10, 12 days of provisions, arms, food, gasoline, before there may be a turnaround and Ukraine, the resistance, could gain the upper hand. Nobody knows, but Ukraine is putting up a fight. I just don't see how we can go on for much longer without giving them aid. Oh, I think we need to give them aid. But but serious aid and consider closing the skies. I understand the ramifications of that. But who are we in the world? Who are we as humans if we are watching the slaughter of innocents at the whim of a madman? There are red lines in the sand. As citizens, as people, as humans, we as fellow beings on this planet to the Ukrainians or anybody that is suffering, that is being... Um, treated badly, that is being murdered in the streets. We have to decide where we want to come down on which side of history to say we did the most to help other beings live. Innocent, innocent being these these are civilians. Or are we just going to stand by? It would be easier calculus, and I agree with everything you just said, Uh, with a son in the Navy who's Mm -hmm. about to leave the Navy. I, I look at the world through different eyes, the world is a dangerous place, and nothing exemplifies that more than Russia taking over a previously sovereign, independent nation by force. That's right. Here at the 21st century, that's still going on. But again, I'd feel differently if Russia did not have biological weapons, chemical weapons, tactical nuclear weapons, intercontinental ballistic missiles, so, and, and potentially a madman at the helm. I hear that argument. Who may go down fighting, may go down swinging, is not perhaps thinking rationally. He's definitely not. Definitely not. But he's he's not thinking rationally now, nor will he be in a few days. How far are we going to kick this can down the road before we are forced to act? My sense, if, if they resort to chemical weapons, I think that will be the red line where NATO will uh, go in. In some capacity. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that capacity is. I don't pretend to have inside information. Nobody does. But um, I'm not sure Putin's behaving rationally. He's definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, We can ask our next doctor about that. Although I think Dr. Gregory Poland is more of a vaccinologist than a mental health specialist. Yes. Although he has seen us through many dark days of this pandemic. We have questions. Dr. Poland is up next. Oh, my God. I want to exhale. Without a mask. You can. Is it time to exhale? You know, in fact, my kid's school, I just got an email today. My kid's school that says Hopkins schools to relax mask mandate Thursday, March 17th. That's tomorrow. Wow. 
Yeah, my kids are going to be super excited. They don't like the mask knee. St. Patty's Day, luck mm-hmm. of the Irish. Mm-hmm. Good timing. Mm-hmm. So is COVID over? Or do we just learn to live with COVID? We get a booster shot every year like most of us do for the seasonal flu. I want to believe. But, Jor, we have been sucker punched by variants with names like Delta and Omicron. Delta-cron. I think another surge might just push many of us, including me, over the edge. And so we thought this would be a good time. It's always a good time to have Dr. Greg Poland on from the Mayo Clinic exclusively on the Paul and Jordana show, a vaccine expert globally renowned he's the guy that publishes that shows up and gives the presentations that's like in the fda meetings he's yes. the guy on the phone saying you're doing it wrong i'm I, just kidding i bet that's he the has the fault the, <laughs> the fauci's cell number right they're texting greg poland <laughs> do, you, do you have fauci's cell phone cell phone number doctor no i don't oh. but you know what i was he and i were on the first dr oz uh, show together oh really <laughs> famous oh my god that's wow. so cool <laughs> Welcome, That's doctor. Fun. That's fun. Thank you. So is is it over? Can most of us kind of relax and do the things we were doing two and a half years ago? Older folks, immunocompromised, still need to take it easy. But for most of us, is it over? Yeah, um, no, it's, it's not over. And if you'll forgive this analogy, Paul. It's a bit like weather. And what I mean by that is the, the you know, the, the speed limit says uh, 55. But as we all know, if it's raining, if it's icy, if it just snowed, we slow down and then we speed back up again as spring comes. This is kind of like that. Uh, we're pretending right now that the pandemic is over. The bellwether for this has been other countries, particularly the UK. In the two weeks, three weeks that they've had masks off, new infections are rising 56% a week and hospitalization 17% a week in the UK. And in now, 83% of all of the typed, that is sequenced cases they've had, and you mentioned about new variants, is the BA2 or the, the misnamed stealth Omicron. Right. Uh, so, and then, I'm sorry, Doc. I, I want to ask you about uh, the, the fourth shot. We're hearing in Israel they're giving a fourth shot. Uh, we, as far as I know, you haven't had a fourth shot, Paul. No, but I think, no. I think Pfizer put in for emergency right. authorization for people 65 and old, older and or immunocompromised. So what are your thoughts on that? Do we need it? Who needs yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, certainly I'm, I'm much more sympathetic to the idea of a, a fourth or second booster shot in people who are older or who are immunocompromised. The reason for this, and it really gets down to what you want to prevent. If what you say is, all I care about is that I don't end up on a ventilator or dying, and you've gotten three doses of vaccine, you're good to go. If you say, well, wait, I, I don't want moderate disease, I don't want mild disease. I don't want uh, my trips or family vacations interfered with. That's where the problem comes in. So, you know, if you look at, uh, and these are data released by CDC uh, just a week or so ago, if you look at uh, emergency department or urgent care visits and you look by age, but if you have two doses, by the time you're at about 115 or 50 days, somewhere in there, You've weighed down really low in terms of a booster dose, a 
third dose, it pops right back up into the 80th percentile. All the time, protection against hospitalization is pretty well maintained. If you go from two doses to three doses, you go from in the 70s to the mid uh, 80s to high 90s. So it does wane. Effectiveness does wane with time. I will not be surprised at all to see a fourth dose uh, this summer, fall, or if we have another surge. And there's some interesting news in that regard. The CDC monitors wastewater in 650 communities around the U.S. That covers 25% of the U.S. population. In a third of those, the amount of virus is increasing. In 28 of those sites, the amount of virus in the last two weeks has increased 1,000%. And I'm going to beat you to the punch. We don't want to poo-poo those results. (laughs) Well played, my friend. First, first, that's uh, yeah, that's a, that's a crappy job, but but I'm I'm, yeah, I'm glad you that one. you shared those statistics. I look, look for for those of us who have gotten our vaccines and our boosters. I guess my attitude, I'm not sure it's the right attitude, but my attitude is I'm going to catch this. Chances are it's going to be mild. Chances are I won't develop long COVID. If anything concerns me, it it's the people who can't shake this. You know, who still have mental health issues, physical issues, haven't regained their sense of smell or taste months after catching this and are now uh, struggling with disability and wondering if their insurance is going to pick up the fact that they can't go back to work because they're not 100%. The last thing I can afford right now, doctor, is brain fog. I get enough brain fog on a good day. (laughs) but. Would, would your advice be, you know, for people who are moderately healthy, uh, who've been vaccinated and boosted, to go back out into society, indoor dining, having friends over, at, knowing that even if they get sick, chances are they're not going to wind up in a hospital in an well, you're, ICU, you're so, right? You're, yeah, you're so right, Paul. And, and, and the difficult part Remember, a lot of research is still going into this. If you look at uh, an excellent paper that came out in Nature, they looked at people who had mild, moderate, severe, regardless of which category you fall into. If you got COVID, for the next year, your risk of 20 different cardiovascular diseases was substantially increased. There are now studies showing neuronal, that's brain cell, degeneration in people who've had COVID. We certainly know about mental health and other issues. Among kids and adolescents, about 25% of them are left with symptoms that persist 12 weeks or longer. So the real outcome of all of this mentally, physically, has yet to be fully grasped or or even understood. So part of what's the hard part here, and I I find it in myself too, I want to be done with this. I'm emotionally exhausted of COVID. Spent. And yet, and yet, while I know that I'm not at risk for death or ending up on a ventilator because I'm otherwise healthy, I've gotten three doses of vaccine. Those that haven't, are absolutely at risk. 
That's why we still have 1,200 Americans a day dying of COVID. And I don't, like you, I don't want moderate COVID. I don't want any increase in cardiovascular or CNS, that's brain you know, issues as a result of getting mild COVID, uh, no matter what that risk is. So I try to do it in a measured way. When I go to church, when I go into a grocery store, I'm wearing a mask. We're speaking with Dr. Gregory Poland, of course, our vaccinologist at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, Dr. Poland, just a quick question. I got an, this is a personal one. I got an email uh, from Alina, that's our local health system, that said I'm um, qualified for something called EvoShield. What is mm-hmm. EvoShield? Who's it for? Should I take it? Yeah, so EvoShield is <laughs> a that combination. Up, yeah, that's okay. Uh, is a co- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois combination of monoclonal antibodies that has been authorized for pre-exposure. In other words, you take this and the data indicate you are you have high level protection against infection, hospitalization, et cetera, uh, up in the 80th percentile or better. Mm. Now, because of Omicron and the way that we handle Delta, and not, you know, not taking this seriously, we developed Omicron. We've had to double the dose of that in order for it to be effective. So it is something to look at. There are some contraindications, uh, you know, that you review with your healthcare provider. Okay. Uh, but, but that is a really good option for people who are immunocompromised or can't be immunized because of uh, contraindications. Dr. Poland, last question. I know you're trying to avoid mosh pits, and I think that's always a good idea. But are you dining indoors now? Are you back in inside in any capacity? No, no, I'm not dining indoors uh, because you have to be mass off. Uh, and unless it's, you know, my family, my immunized friends. Um, but dining outdoors, I am doing now. Okay. All right. It's always great to talk with you, Dr. Paula. Yeah. Thank you so much. We so appreciate you. My we'll pleasure. Check back in soon, sir. You're the best. All right. Thanks, Be Doc. Be safe.
Evusheld. Sorry, that that's a bad name. Say that again. Evusheld. Really, Evusheld? like shield, shield. It's an immunization. It's a shield. That's a bad name. You should call. Let's call them call right them. now. Let's lodge <laughs> a complaint. I also already had my shots because I, you know, I got the vaccine. So mm. I, I wonder. I'll, I'll talk to my hematologist about it if I need it. You know, extra. Well, we'll see. There are no dumb questions right? until there are. I know, and I ask a lot of them well, for sure. My goodness. Okay. Uh, shoveling the sidewalk. Do you do it? Do you let people slip? Do you want the city to do it? Let's talk next. Oh, I see what you did here, nice. DJ. Well done, DJ. You are clever with a well capital done. C, young man. You're going to go places. Uh, one place we don't want to wind up is on our butts with our feet in the air. I, I Look, I broke my ankle walking the dog did you really? It, it, well, that was a few years ago, and it wasn't on a sidewalk. It was on my driveway. So I, I know what a problem ice can be, especially this time of year with the freeze-thaw cycle. We get the monster pond-sized puddles during the day, and it freezes at night. The question, should Minneapolis shovel resident sidewalks, or should it be every man, woman, and child and pet for themselves when it comes to getting snow off sidewalks? Several new Minneapolis council members have pledged to make the issue a priority. There's a move to shift more of the burden for clearing sidewalks from property owners to the Department of Public Works. Under that scenario, Minneapolis would send out workers when enough snow falls, similar to how MnDOT dispatches plows to streets. Now get this, George, clearing all 1,910 miles of sidewalks in Minneapolis... Or even a portion of those walkways is estimated to cost anywhere from four and a half million to twenty million a year on top of startup costs. So somebody's got to pay for that. Mm-hmm, that's right. But again, you want it to get done, right? So let's talk. Minneapolis Council Member Robin Wansley Warlabaugh is joining us now to chat. Uh, Council Member, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Great. And and she is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. So we appreciate you being here. So what do you think? You want the city to do this? And tell us why. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, hearing some of the story that you even raised about breaking your ankle, I I do want to highlight that. Also, my sister just, you know, several weeks ago while walking her dog, she lives over in North Minneapolis, and she broke her leg. I was just walking her dog around the neighborhood, and for, you know, several weeks now, I've heard consistently from our own constituents, you know, about just the lack of safety they feel um, in navigating their neighborhoods. We're hearing that folks aren't able to access public services like transportation because it's difficult for them to, you know, walk alongside the sidewalks or bike um, to be able to get from point A to point B. And if you're a working class person, that means getting from, you know, from work to having to drop your kid off at school or pick up your school. Like the fact that we're not having, um, you know, standardized clearance of our sidewalks across the streets, I mean, across the city is, is in addition to our bike passages, is really becoming a, a safety barrier for many of our residents. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it, in us moving forward with creating a municipal snow removal program, um, it just demonstrates the city's commitment into um, strengthening our overall public infrastructures, our, as well as making sure that there's safe and equitable access 
for every single resident to get across our city um, and to be able to access our public services. And it's just a collective good. You know, as a, I'm not going to shy away. I'm a socialist. So I believe that anytime we can make investments into the collective good and shift those responsibilities from working class people, especially with the pandemic, um, still, you know, creating financial constraints for many of our residents. Um, I think this is a really good opportunity to to take that next step and also create um, infrastructure for a green workforce. If we actually created jobs around this that employ, you know, young folks from high school, like creating um, economic or employment opportunities to meet this basic public service need. Um, so, I think, you know, the price tag of $6 million, that's the, the current estimation on the table to clear at least the pedestrian pri- priority network, which is about 298 miles. Um, you know, if we make that ask in the 2023 budget, um, you know, $6 million is actually less than 3% of MPD's overall budget, as well as it's a tiny fracture of the city's $1.57 billion budget. So I think this is a really good opportunity to demonstrate our commitment towards our constituents, um, to to meet this need, to demonstrate a commitment towards making a Green New Deal possible. Um, And if this is the investment necessary, I think many residents would be more than willing to support this, especially if it means no more broken ankles and no more broken legs while you're just trying to go sure. down your driveway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we, we get a councilwoman. I'm look, I'm, I'm sympathetic. I, I really am. And I realize some neighbors are good neighbors and they take care of their sidewalks. Others, you know, for whatever reason they can't, or they won't. I'm also a capitalist. And I, my question is who pays for this? Do residents of Minneapolis, would this mean higher taxes? I think this is, again, just thinking of how are we reallocating existing resources. Um, And we do have additional funds from, you know, federal aid related to COVID. You know, I think there's a way in which we can reshift our priorities to um, make the allocations necessary to make this program um, happen um, and keep our residents safe and keep our streets cleared. Councilwoman, it's Jordana. Uh, in my neighborhood, and I live in a first-ring suburb here in Minneapolis, um, some of my, most of my neighbors are great. They do a great job. But, you know, there's always that one or two neighbors that are doing a crappy job. They're trying or, to kill you. Or they're not, yeah. they're, they're not even trying. They're, they don't even get out there with the shovel. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're, the sidewalks are impassable. Um, you know, you mentioned people getting injured or not being able to access public transportation, things like that. Do you have maybe some deeper numbers on that so we can understand the magnitude of the problem? How many people is this affecting? Um, I absolutely would love to provide numbers at a, a later date. I think this is even data that our city is still early in collecting. I know each uh, council member gets a service report um, every two weeks. And I can absolutely say we, the top uh, service call that 311 receives in War 2 is for snow and ice removal. That has been consistently the top five requests, service requests for the past two months in War 2. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine across all the wards, many of my fellow council members are probably receiving the same, you know, high density calls around this specific issue. Um, and I do want to note too, in, in regards to, you know, the idea that yes, some neighbors might 
failed in cl- clearing the pathways. Right. Um, I do want to acknowledge that the city has taken efforts to um, increase enforcement around, you know, sidewalk clearance, um, especially after the last study was uh, commissioned by the city at looking at a snow removal municipal program. Um, but what we've also seen, again, you know, is that enforcement, these regressive or aggressive measures of enforcement, especially if we have segments of our community that are elderly, that has disabilities, or whatever the case, like these folks are not being able to clear these passages in, in the time frame that's necessary. So again, here's the opportunity to provide, you know, a number of additional jobs, employ people to meet this public service. Minneapolis Councilwoman Robin Wansley Worlaboth, we sure appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to open the phones now. We want to know what you think. Should the city, even your city, I know it's proposed only in Minneapolis, but what do you think about this? Send us a text, shoot us a call, 651-461-9226. Is this uh, for residents to do, or should the cities take over clearing the sidewalks? And should we be able to use flamethrowers? Okay. I have a battery-powered flamethrower, and yep. man, does it get the job we're gonna done. We're going to get the mute, and then we're going to say 651-461-9226. City or you or residents, who's clearing the sidewalks? That's up next. Paul and Jordana and DJ, what day is it? It's Wednesday. Yes, right? The days yeah, are Wednesday. still blurring together. It's hump day. I'm getting over that hump. I'm on delay a little bit. Sorry about Tomorrow's that. Tomorrow's St. Patty's Day. It is. Yes. And it's Purim, the Jewish holiday of Purim. Ah. Got to give David a Purim. Quiz. Is that a good? Is that one of the ones where they were trying to kill you? Or is... Always. It, that, that, these are Jewish holidays. They yeah. tried to kill us. We were victorious. We eat. That's every Jewish holiday. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> More about that tomorrow. So the question: Minneapolis, should the city be paid to shovel your sidewalk, or should residents continue to have the obligation of shoveling their own sidewalks? Dave in Buffalo. Greetings. What do you think? Hi, Dave. Hi. I've got a son that lives in Minneapolis, so I care. But uh, actually, I care because it's kind of the central city to all of us in this area. But I think we should stick with the current program we have, which is everybody's responsible for shoveling their own sidewalks. And if you don't do it, the city does it for you within a couple of days and sends you a bill. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't enforce what we already have. We don't need to change it. That makes so sense. That's how to it me is too. now, right? Yeah, yeah. But do I mean? Do people? Do residents get bills if they don't I, I imagine shovel? They, that that's the policy. I imagine they, they do, but they probably don't pay them, right, Dave? I I have no idea, but I assume that it's just a very lax system, and nobody is enforcing it at this yeah. point. At least I is in my own so my put, town. Put some teeth in enforcement. Okay. Thanks, Dave. All right. Yeah, we're taking your calls and taking your texts. Uh, for, Six five one four six one nine two two six. You know, a lot of the texters are saying no. You know, uh, they would fail miserably at this. Minneapolis, just keep it the way it is. Well, somebody said they can't even plow the streets. I, I think, which I think is kind of cruel, but. I get the point. I know. Uh, careful what you wish for, guys. That's right. Um, finish the contract with the teachers first. Okay, okay. Let's talk about the sidewalks, not anything else. Uh, let's see. Um, Paul and Jordana, the city, if the city is responsible for snow removal on the walkways, who has liability if someone slips and get hurt? Get That's hurt? true. And I, I'm not even sure. And even if somebody slips now, I mean, is it the fault of the, the, the homeowner? It's the fault of old man Winter. I know. Right? And, I and he gets sue sued. Him. I wish we could sue him. But go ahead. Do we have another caller? Yeah, Todd and Ramsey. Welcome to the show. What do you think? 
Thanks for taking the call. Uh, Paul, you mentioned a, a few moments back that you said that uh, you understood the need and, and the dangers, but you're also a capitalist and wondered how it's going to be paid for. Right. And I can tell you as, the, as a landlord, in particular landlord of property in Minneapolis, there's a, a big part of the problem is landlords not making provisions for rental properties throughout the city for the hmm. sidewalks to be shoveled. O- often they expect oh, maybe a tenant will do it, or they don't make any arrangement for it to be done, and so you have unshoveled sidewalks on, I would assume, hundreds of rental properties throughout the city. Then, then they should get that. a bill for that. Absolutely. Oh, the landlord should absolutely, absolutely. Be, yes, be responsible for that. That's a great point. I had not thought of that, yeah. Todd, but I, I appreciate you bringing that to our attention. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, I, look, I see a ton of your calls and texts. My dad cleared the sidewalk in a small town in Wisconsin for 40 years. It's just what you did. I know, I and I, I wish we had more of your dads around there. But um, Maybe you could be a Boy Scout merit badge. Oh, that's a Shoveling idea. merit badge. That's a great idea. Just get the Boy Scouts to do it. Not that we need more problems, but eh, talking about shuffling. We'll figure it out. Let's take a quick break. The news is next. Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan in studio with us next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.